The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is Friday, November 17th. It's time for Cowboys Storyline. I'm Nick Eatman, and it's here to talk about whatever you want. Whatever you guys want to talk about. You want to talk about the Panthers? We can talk about the Panthers. We can talk about the Cowboys. We can talk about all the other cool stuff going on. I feel like, you know, like we're going to have some fans obviously calling in. We've had two already at um, 888-855-2297. I want to throw that phone number out there. Make sure you guys give us a call. and You can text as well, 817-290-3298. The studios, this is going to be a fun studio uh, for, you know, at least – Three hours here, probably all day long. But I mean, it's hard to top what happened just now on on uh, talking Cowboys with uh, N- Nick Harris uh, paying up on a bet and um, eating a, a chip with uh, hot sauce that is, I think, what the third hottest legal hot sauce in the United States. I don't know who ranks them, but uh, they lost a bet with Isaiah something about Brandon Cooks and the on the air. He was he was hurting for a little bit, but I, I mad props to him because he did a, a, a nice job. Recovered, finished the show. Um, I, he just walked upstairs. I saw him with every dairy product known to man. Had ice cream and all this kind of stuff. But I uh, did it. Did a good job. Um, and then apparently after this on um, on Cowboys break, I'm not going to give it away. But there's going to be a, a fun game, uh, a, a PG rated game, uh, hopefully uh, for a Cowboys break. But uh, should be a lot of fun. All right. We're going to have fun here to do. Uh, we're going to make sure we, we talk to you guys. Um, we'll start right off. Let's go. Chris in Wisconsin is a first-time caller. Chris, what is up? Nick, it's Chris. Um, you answered my text a couple of days ago on uh, you know Thunderlips, who is my favorite wrestler. So I've been oh, listening to you yeah. forever. Yeah, back yeah. Back in the lunch break days Dude, with Dia and, that was and one Derek of the, and Josh. Yeah, that was one of the best ones. I was like... Everything you were saying, your favorite players, your favorite wrestlers, you watch Rocky. I'm like, yeah. this is me. Like, I, I think I, we should hang out. So, well, you're the one that I, I always seem to notify with the most because we're in the same era. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, favorite. My question for you is, and I have a question for what? you too. Oh, go ahead. What's your favorite Rocky? Number one. What's your second Rocky. favorite Rocky? Three. Okay. What's your, what's your least favorite Rocky? Well, five should have been made. Thank you. Yeah, Chris, you and I should hang out. All right, uh, what do you got? All right, well, you guys always say, you know, the Cowboys choose you. So my question is, I want to know when the Cowboys chose you. Yeah. Because yeah. I know I said it was that 82 or the 81 championship game. Yeah. Because back in 80, I lived in Reading, Pennsylvania. So that's like an hour from Philly. Uh-huh. So my, my older brother's best friend was your classic obnoxious Philly fan. Right. So, you know, I don't know anything about football. I'm more worried about, you know, Luke Skywalker being, you know, Darth Vader's kid. And, and you know, what do I care? So, but I looked up my older brother, so I rooted for the Cowboys. Dude, so, um, this that is, was the year, you know, the Eagles made it to the Super Bowl. This is scary. And, how, how much yeah, older is your brother than you? Two. Two years? So my my, yeah. my brother's three years older. Same thing. Luke Skywalker, <laughs> Han Solo, all yep. those. I don't watch sci-fi movies. I don't really like them, but 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 that is an exception for me is is Star Wars because that's what I grew up on. All right. Yep. That, that yeah. Was the, time. the same. So, so the, you know the Eagles made it to the Super Bowl that year. Mm-hmm. I remember and that. I'm in that area. So during the holidays, I had to hear the Twelve Days of Christmas Philadelphia style. So I think the sixth day was Ron Jaworski passes. Okay. The fifth day was Wilbert Montgomery's moves. We're good. And I don't remember any of the yeah, other ones. But who it, cares? You know, yeah, we're good. It's terrible. Yeah, no, no one cares. <laughs> so, but then, and so, and then when the Super Bowl happened, that was the first football game I ever watched. And I just had to laugh to myself as Jim Plunkett and the Raiders beat the tar out of them. Mm-hmm. So then the next year, we ended up in Illinois, and I started following the Cowboys halfway through the year. We don't get a lot of games, but I'd watch it every time. Mm-hmm. So they played the Giants late in that year. And they lost a close game, and my mom's from upstate New York. See, all the Giants always give the Cowboys trouble. So now I'm worried going into the playoffs. Giants are playing the Niners. I'm rooting for the Niners. I don't want to play the Giants. So the Niners win. Next day, the Cowboys spank Doug Williams and the Buccaneers. Best thing I ever saw, 30-something to nothing. So now here we go. 
championship game, Cowboys Niners. I never talked about football at school, but somehow it came up, and my buddy goes, oh, I'm a Niners fan. So I said, oh, I'm a Cowboys fan. They got to win now. All right. So, I mean, they have to win this game. And I sat there in front of that television, 10 feet away on the floor. I don't think I blinked for three hours. I just turnovers back and forth. And Everson Wallace picks off a pass in the fourth quarter. They're up six. I thought it was over. First time I stopped sweating the whole day. And then the Niners got it back. And as they're driving and they get past the 50, now I'm just thinking, I want them to score because we're running out of time. Right. Just score, Cowboys get the ball back, kick the field goal, win. So when Clark caught that pass, yeah, I was upset, but I'm like, all right, we're fine. Huge pass to Drew Pearson. Yep. Next play is the play I want back. Danny White sacked and fumbled. I just started bawling. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I crying over this? But uh, it was that the moment Danny White fumbled, and and when they ever when they play that game on the NFL Network, the live broadcast, I, I go back, I watch it every time. My wife comes in. Are you watching that again? I said, yes. No. She'll come back later. Uh, I go, darn it. And she'll go, what? I said, he fumbled again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every time I watch it, he fumbles. What's going on? Yeah, I've, I've seen games like that where you think you think things are going to change it, you know. But yeah. like, like Nelly Cruz in the game six of the Cardinals, I think he's going to catch it, but he doesn't. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it happens. It never works out. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call, Chris. Good stuff. Uh, first time caller, Chris. Let's uh, move it on here. Michael in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Michael. What's Nick. up? How you doing? Hi. Okay, listen now. I got a Dallas Cowboys vision. The last time I got one was 1992. We saw how that worked. This is what it is. Okay. The Cowboys, are they gonna, they're going to finish the season all good. We're not going to lose another game. Finish the season with three losses. Okay. And the best part, the Eagles, they're going to lose to the Cowboys, of course, because mm. we got all W's. Right. The Eagles are going to lose to the Chiefs. The Eagles are going to lose to the 49ers. The Cowboys are going to finish in the first place. NFC East. I don't know how the Lions are going to do, so don't know if we're going to win the, win the NFC, but we're going to win the East. What about, yeah, 49ers could be... 14 and 3 also. Like I said, we're going to win the East. That's all cool. I saw. Well, that's that would East. be one that would be quite a quite a role there for the Cowboys to to win out. I mean, they're I think I think they I think they, they they should win all those games. I mean, I really do. I mean, even at Buffalo, at Miami, they could win those games, but to show that kind of level of consistency game in and game out in this league is tough. I mean, that's why oh, teams yeah. don't do but it. They're going to so. do it. All right. Well, Michael said it. All right. I I'm like going to call back at, at when they beat the Commanders, the last game of the season. Okay. I'll call back that next day. And uh, we'll see. I'm sure you'll call before then, too. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. I will. <laughs> All right. I, I tell you what, I'll call after the Eagles lose to the Chiefs. That, that, that'd be like, cool. see? Awesome. You got anything else? No, I just right. had that. And, oh, I mean, they're going to. They're going to kill the, as Nate Newton says, the Carolina Kitties Sunday. So, you know, people were talking about Dallas having a. Uh, he played for them. Huh? He played for them. Yeah. Well, he called, he's been called all week the Carolina Kitties. Well, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about is, is Dallas going to have a one of those those letdown games? No, they're going to kill them. Yeah, I think I think they've learned. I, I like what Micah said. Uh, thanks for the call, Michael. I like what Micah Parsons said yesterday about that. Just you know, we're not going to make that mistake again, and and you know, just just more of a of a focus. I think having that game out there uh, should be able to help them. We're still talking about it. It's week three back in the se- you know that's a different you know that's a different month. It's a different p- part of the season. Still talking about it though because it's relevant in, in a week like this. All right, let's go to Justin. He's in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Justin. Hey, how you doing? First time caller. All right. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate that. That gets a ding if Chris is paying attention. Probably on the phone. Uh, Getting another caller. But, Justin, are you going to the game? Uh, I am not, unfortunately. It's way too expensive. And uh, hopefully it's it's not going to be too much of a competition for too long. See, uh, those are the best games for me, though. 
Like I, I'm, I never want to. When it's my team, like I just hope it's a good game. Screw that. No, I want to. I want to feel good in the halftime and third quarter. I, I don't need all oh, that. So one hundred percent, one hundred percent. So actually, funny story on that. I, uh, I'm also a Texas University football fan. Okay. Um, and I flew out to uh, Dallas two years ago for the Red River game against Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Texas, Texas blew the biggest lead in the history of their program, and oh, all yeah. my buddies who doesn't really care about Texas. I'm like, well, you saw a good game. I'm like, I don't, I don't no. care about that. No. I'm like, I wanted this to stay a blowout. Yeah, no, um, I'm with you on that. Um, but anyways, what do you got? You got a question? Comment? Yeah, question. Uh, so, so obviously we know the uh, the floor for Martavis Bryant. What do you think the ceiling could be for someone like him? Hasn't played in five years. Obviously, was a special talent. He's got the six four frame. Do you think he's more of just maybe a red zone target, or do you think he could actually step in and, and get a, a bulk of the uh, the touches? No, I, I don't think he's going to get a bulk of the of the touches. Well, you, but I mean, as a, as a second third receiver, not obviously not as yeah. But but man, even but. even at that, even at that, no, I don't I don't think so. I mean, the guy hasn't been in the league this decade. He hasn't played a snap in, right. in six yeah. years. I mean, uh, you know, I, I now. He's he stands out literally like you look at him you know with all the receivers and he's standing next to Cooks and Turpin the other day so I was like oh you know this guy's about to get you know a double double he's gonna you know rebounds I mean he's right. he's a really big guy uh, and he's got some speed and he says he can still play and do I mean like he says he still has all those same tools and and I think obviously in his workout he showed that that he does or the Cowboys wouldn't have signed it signed him but mm-hmm. um, you know I I think it's just it's one of those things. You just take advantage of the situation you have now. And the rules uh, allow a very large practice squad. It also allows veterans to be on it. And it also allows you to have elevations on game day if you need it. If you have a receiver that's kind of banged up, maybe he's going to play, but we'll see how far it goes. Let's let's elevate a player and just see if he can help. And he doesn't have to you know, take anyone's spot on special teams and all that. So I, I, I think you just kind of go with the flow in this and see what happens. There's no there's no plan that I would think. I'm sure they have some kind of plan, but, you know, we'll, we'll, it might might get to a game where, you know, you, you want to have a red zone package or two for him. But um, I think, you're like I say, you're just taking advantage of, of the rules that, that, that allow uh, players like him to be back in the league five or ten years ago, the, you couldn't have done this. You 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 don't bring these right. guys in. They don't even allow. You know, you're not practice squad eligible if you've played more than like eight games. But now they're they're right. allowing that, and I think it's good for the league. It really is. Yeah, yeah, I love I love the signing just because it's kind of like a why not? If yeah, it helps he helps exactly. You. If not, it is what it is. Exactly. You know, guys, guys. You know, especially. And, and we appreciate the call, Justin. Unless you have another something else, I, I think we're good there. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's it. Well, have a, have a great day. Thank you for calling as first first time caller, Chris Justin. And he, he didn't get the ding, but uh, I'll give it to him. There you go, Justin. Um, but you know, the league I, I think should be a little bit lenient when when it, when you think about players like Martavis Bryant suspended for. Uh, you know, failing drug tests and and now that that aren't that don't exist. You know, like like players that are probably doing the exact same thing he was doing, but now it's a, it's a different different rules. Uh, and so it's good to see you know somebody give him a chance to see if he if he still got something uh, you know left. All right, uh, we got a text question here from Chris. It's in Florida. It says appreciate the caller from yesterday's show handing out flowers to you, the coaching staff, and the front office fans. Don't give them any love most of the time. Mike McCarthy, I guess that's MM. MM is a legend and is working hard to win a championship. He is working hard to win a championship. I don't know if he's hit legendary status. I don't. I mean that. That's people have different opinions of that. He's won a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I mean, a lot of a lot of people have asked to get coaches in here that have won one Super Bowl and and you think that, that things are going to change a whole lot and you know McCarthy's done that too you know so so uh he knows what it takes to to win and and he's they they've done a good job you know i mean there's been some games where they they've you know the team has lost and you know Arizona go back to that game you know they they weren't 
as ready to play as they needed to be. There's been a lot of games this year that, that they are ready to play and, and come come right out. And, and and I like what I like about McCarthy is that he feels it feels like he, he doesn't just have one style. Uh, he, he, you know, whatever he kind of has to play. That's how you, you kind of have to, you know, play it d- differently at times. And, uh, you know, that's it's like being a poker player. You know, sometimes you play this certain hand that you would throw away. You know, five minutes later, it's just all about the feel. It's all about, you know, and that's how you have to play the game. So uh, not that I play a ton of poker. I play some, but I'm not like professional or anything. Um, Travis in San Antonio is our next caller. Travis, what's up? Happy Friday to you, Nick. How you doing? Same to you. I'm doing well. Thanks for calling. Yeah. What do you got? Um, so I was just going to say, I heard the show yesterday, and one of the callers was talking about the whole national media. And I don't, I think one of like the second or third calls I called you, I told you, I just, I don't listen to it. I don't get riled up about it. It's just, you know, just funny. But I just happened to have, uh, I was taking a phone call yesterday and I had first things first on for a little bit. And there was a segment on there about the Cowboys' this upcoming game. And the question was, can they do anything impressive this week to impress you? And Chris Broussard said, yeah, they can put a 60 piece on them. And I just, I didn't even get mad. I just, like, that's the standard. Like, they wanted to score 60 points. And the other guy on there was like, Mahomes well, never even scored 60 points. So, like, that's where you kind of just go, like, you got to understand, like, from their perspective, like you said, they, they do narratives and they fit statistics to make their stories yeah. and whatnot. But yeah, but, I don't get riled up about it. It just is what it is. Yeah, but here's another thing to that. Just just so they could have a good a good conversation, there will be two people that, that think how classless it was for the Cowboys to go out there and score right. that many points and keep playing and keep throwing the ball to Jalen Brooks there in the fourth quarter and, and get Sean McEwen some, some snaps, you know, to, yeah. to pour it on like that. So, yeah, I mean – yeah, the, the one person might think that was impressive. Two more will say, you know, McCarthy's classless for doing that. So, yeah, I mean, it, it happened. It happened to Miami with the, with the Broncos. Remember, they were like, "Wow, they, they ran it up on the Broncos." So it's just like, okay. Uh, other than that, uh, I just wanted to say um, I wanted to call and tell you, you know, I mentioned like, well, I guess one of the first second calls that uh, the beat to be patient with Mozzie, mm-hmm. and you know, because I'm a Michigan fan, which we have a whole other situation going on, but. Right. Um, I think Mozzie is starting to come around. I think people are starting to see that he's playing better. And I also think if I know it's hard for sometimes people to see it on the TV copy, but like when my my marker for that for knowing that the inside guys, the interior guys are doing good is when you see Marquise Bell flashing and everyone's been like, man, Marquise Bell's playing is you know what off. Mm-hmm. That usually is an indicator that the guys up front are doing their job. Exactly. Um, That's a good so, point. So that and then my score prediction for this weekend. Not a sixty piece. I'm going to say uh, 38-13. 38-13. And you guys have a great weekend and uh, All right. safe travels. Thank you. Appreciate that. I think that's close to what I had uh, as well. Um, good stuff. Uh, you know, I, and that is a good point about about the linebackers and safeties that are that are coming up. I mean, that that game against Arizona. I keep mentioning this game, but uh, but you know, the, it was it was one where you saw. On, on a couple times, you you saw Marquise Bell and some of these other linebackers, J. Ron Curse as well, with these these guards that would get to that next level and create these these running lanes. And but it starts they can't get past. You know, if you got guys that that warrant double teams, then you really can't get past that first level. So that that's where it starts. It starts in the trenches and it kind of goes backwards. And so uh, he, you're exactly right, Travis, about that. About when when the safeties and the linebackers. I mean, because Marquise Bell is, is playing linebacker. But when the linebackers are able to go and make plays, you know, it, it usually it starts from guys in the middle. And, and I mean, you know, Ray Lewis will, will, has said it over and over. I mean, guys like Tony Saragusa, uh, I think Sam Adams, you know, they, they really set the tone for for what, you know, he was able to do. I mean, guys in the middle for the Bears, same thing with, with Mike Singletary. Great linebackers usually have really great fronts, um, you know, in, in front of them as well. All right, Danny is in Denison, Texas. Danny, what's up? Hey, Nick. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, second time caller. Second time. Um, yeah, called last Friday. All right. My wife's birthday. Oh, okay. Um, oh, oh, she she the one that was t- Tony Dorsett? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, you'll call, awesome. call every Friday until she's Herschel Walker. There you go. Awesome. So, um... Our current team, obviously, our offensive line hasn't maybe lived up to our expectations. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking 
I really miss Mark Colombo when he came in. Was it 2019? Like mid season, and he came in and was the O line coach. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, I thought you were talking about as a player. I was like, oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. I was gonna say, uh, you're off a decade or so, but yeah, yeah, yeah. As a coach, yes. Sorry. Yeah. So I just thought his how he had him attacking the defense. I think earlier that year he came in like mid season. Yeah, we had we kind of played back and played, yeah. let them come to us. I just miss. I don't know. It seemed like they had more grit with him as the line coach. And I know some injuries and things like that, and yeah. players are getting up there. But yeah, that's uh, you know, it's tough to say that. I mean, because Mark Colombo had more grit. I mean, as a player, so Mark played that way, and then I'm sure you know when when you're when you play a certain style, that's the way you're going to coach it as well. But let's not forget. I mean, Hudson Hawk was a pretty gentle person it seemed like off the field and he he was coaching that 90s um offensive line and 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 you know he coached eric williams and eric williams certainly played it with a different level so i i i hear what you're saying but but uh you know i i think i think there there's there's a there's more to it you know you gotta have you know, you, you you gotta understand you know exactly the concepts of what they're trying to do the, the blocking schemes and all that more than just playing with grit and i'm not saying that that's all mark colombo brought to the table i'm just saying i think there's more to it than that um and also he's coaching different players at different parts in their career you know think about what zach martin tyron smith could do four or five years ago as as, as opposed to maybe right now so um different style but yeah love mark love mark as a player and, and a coach he didn't he didn't take crap from anyone i liked it no no he was awesome yeah well, that's so, what I got. All right. Um, have a great day. Thanks, great Dan. show as always. Appreciate uh, that. Don't worry about the trolls online. Um, they'll, they'll go away. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even. Yeah. I mean, even if they don't, yeah, you don't worry about them. Um, all right. Let's go to Ronnie in New Jersey. Ronnie. Yes. What's up? Six, hey, good morning, Nick. 16th time caller. <laughs> Something like that. How you doing, Nick? Good, man. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad, pretty good. Uh, Nick, I agree with you, man. I, I want this game to, to be just like last weekend. I was bored, man. I was bored by halftime. When third quarter came in, I was like, I can't wait for these guys to uh, get off the field already, let the backups uh, yeah. start handling the rest of the game. So I hope this becomes the same same situation. Uh, hopefully mid-third quarter, early third quarter, let all the backups uh, start taking reps. <laughs> Uh, for the future. Nick, I have one question I wanted to ask you. I've been curious. Okay. You've been there for a long time. Yes. So uh, you went through all those 8-8 eight and eight and 5-11 uh, and 11 seasons. Who's been your favorite uh, head coach since you got there? Uh, obviously, Jimmy Johnson, you, you know, you weren't there for that era. Mm-hmm. But since you got there, who, who's been your favorite? Because I want to tell you my favorite. Well, I mean, m- my favorite coach is is a person that we still quote today. I mean, like I mean, Bill Parcells was my favorite coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like because because go, I mean, you didn't miss press conference. Like you, I I mean, conference. you, you didn't miss that. And and he think about him. All the other coaches, Gailey, Garrett, Acampo, Wade, they were a different, different. But, but they were a defensive coach or an offensive coach or whatever. Parcells was both. Parcells, you could learn more about football. He, 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 I remember him talking about how Antonio Bryant needs to catch the ball with the way he put the placement of his hands. He would talk to these punt returners on how to to return punts. Obviously, he's got a defensive background as well. So and he, and, and he was coaching, you know, the different ways to. But I mean, he is a football coach through and through. And I mean, it, it was entertaining, and you also learned a lot from him. So, really, it's hands down. I mean, I, we've all had the privilege. Whoever was here had the privilege of, of learning from Bill. Even for fans, he, yeah. it was fun to listen to 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 how he would put it simple in a way for you to understand what he was talking about when he was giving the coaching tips and stuff like that. And he was a coach that coach coaches. Exactly. So that, that, that that was a great. Very that good was point. The best coach we've ever had, I, I, I believe. 
Um, Very good point. I, 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 that's that's what I wanted to ask you, and I wanted to say uh, I hope this weekend becomes just like last weekend and get out of the, that game with a clean bill of health. That's all I want. For the rest of the season, just be healthy, man. I want us to be healthy for the playoffs and, and see what we got from that point on. Yep. Okay. But thanks for taking my call, Nick. Good call. Uh, have a good weekend, man. Good call. You too. Thank you, uh, Ronnie. And I, I like that part about coaching the coaches because if you think about that 2005 staff, um, he had seven or eight coaches on that staff that, that ended up being head coach um, in the NFL or in college. Um, of course, I can't name them all, but I mean, I, I know that like uh, Todd Todd Haley, Todd Bowles, um, Sperano, um, Sean Payton. Um, he had a, he had a coach that um, uh, McIntyre, I believe, was his name that went and coached at at like Colorado or something. I mean, uh, he, he, you know, he's had, um, Freddie kitchens who was a coach for the, for the Browns. He was a tight ends coach, you know? So they, they, they had a few, a few coaches in there. And so, uh, guys that, that, you know, learned a lot. And, and that also goes to show, you know, when you have, when you're a guy like Bill Parcells, you know, your coaching tree got, you know, you, it opens doors for others, which is, which is also, I mean, that's, that's pretty awesome to have. All right. Um, I get my computer unlocked here. Let's go back to the phone line. We got Terry in Mexico. Is that right? Yes, sir. Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. Nice. Just retired here. Sweet. I bet that's awesome. First time caller. Uh, Yes, sir. Boom. I'm actually headed over to play golf right now at, at El Tigre, one of their premier golf courses down here. It's living the life, huh, Terry? I mean, you know, I mean, I'm we're fine. we're over here just, you know, we're grinding away. The sun's not even shining. Going to Carolina, I mean, we're you know, it's fine. We're doing our, we're doing our thing, but I mean, no one's about to you know play eighteen yeah. there in uh in, in Mexico. I gave up going to Cowboy games because I seen four at, at at the Texas Stadium and haven't seen a win yet. I went to the two Bears games. Dev Bryant had a big punt return that mm-hmm. game. Yep. And then uh, went to the Giants, seen a loss there, and then the wife got mad because I'd never take her to games. So I took her. She's a big Peyton Manning fan. One of the best games I've ever seen in my life, him and Roma with their shootout. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. Uh, yeah. That, that was a – you know, I, I always you – know, you know, I should throw this on the list too. Uh, you got any other question? You got a question, Terry? Sorry, I'm just no. Just just a, just a quick comment. I, I just want to appreciate, say thank you to, to all the all the segments you guys have, man. It, it thank down here. It's that's the only way I get any any cowboy info. Uh, yeah, with my boys and that. So, well, sure appreciate everything you guys do, and uh, everybody have a hot, happy holiday. All right. Well, thank you so much. Hit them straight today, Terry. When oh, you go yeah. play. play uh golf there um but uh yeah thank you for the for the call and you know it was i always say that there's two moments that i wish i could take back um you know or or i just would like to see you know i like to see what would happen uh one of them was the was the deon sanders play you know i mean deon sanders and michael Irvin in the 94 championship game i thought it was pass interference uh i'd like to see that you know that called, and then we'll see what happens in the last five minutes of that game. Uh, Cowboys still had some work to do, but would have been an epic comeback, and would have changed, probably changed the course of the history for the Cowboys if they if they win that game. Uh, I'd also like to see you know the the correct call on Des um, Des catch and and see what happens then. But you know, I would have liked to have seen Romo, you know, not throw that interception against the Broncos because he was dealing right then, and you know if he drives down the field, game's tied, forty eight all. If he if he drives down the field and which is it's going to be passing because they're not going to run it they don't have enough time he's sitting at like five oh six and they're down at their own twenty yard line to get into field goal range he needs you know fifty yards they, it would have set an NFL record for most passing yards in a game can you imagine beating Peyton Manning in a game like that setting an NFL record but it didn't happen and you know and and that that was kind of that was Romo's career, you know. I mean that that game to me was Romo's career. It just it, he was really really good. Um, but then there's times just at the end it just wasn't good enough sometimes. And um, I think that you know. But anyways, that was an awesome game. All right, let's go to break. 
No, actually, one call. We'll get one call. We'll open up a line. Alan Merkel, Texas. Al, what's up? Hey, Nick. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Hey, I have a question for you. Okay. I just got Chris Bean's answer, and that, that is pretty awesome. My, my question is, what is the most unique Cowboys item that you have? Unique item? Yeah, like memorabilia or... Well, I got this. Uh, like, I got this pullover here, you know, and it has a shark on it or something like that. I don't even know what that is. Um, <laughs> what? what do, I mean, oh, I'll I, tell you mine. Go ahead. Uh, yep. Uh, do you know that uh, it's called a kippa, the thing that uh, Jewish men wear on the back of their head? Mm-hmm. I have one from Israel. That's Dallas Cowboys. Oh, cool. Yeah. A friend of mine brought it from there. Yeah, that's neat. I, I should. I should have that, you know. I, I one day I'm always gonna like, oh, I'm gonna have my own, you know, man cave type cool stuff. But I don't really have anything. I tell you one thing that was unique, and I I gave it away. I gave it to a friend of mine, but I had an autographed football from Magic Johnson. Um, oh wow! Yeah, Magic Johnson um, was doing some stuff when we had an arena league team uh, several years ago, the Desperados, and he he was involved with one of the sponsors there. And he came he came by and um, he signed he signed for everyone. They made an announcement that Magic Johnson is going to sign for for two hours and for every employee. I mean, for any employee that wants to get an autograph. So, I mean, we had we had grown men driving to the you know drugstore to buy basketballs and footballs. I mean, it was it was unbelievable. <laughs> and I know that I've seen different people, and I've even covered a couple Mavericks games in their locker rooms, NBA. But Matthew Johnson is the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. I mean, just really? he is massive. I mean, he is six nine both ways. It seems like he's he's huge and the nicest nicest guy too. But I had a football because I didn't have anything else. I had a football signed by Magic Johnson. It was pretty cool. Um, but that's I can't awesome. yeah I can't think of anything else like that though. But that, that's a good call. Yeah, have any, or a good uh, good topic. You have anything else? Question or comment? Uh, just go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Oh, I do have one more question. Okay, uh, and I'll let you go. I know uh, time's being wasted. Uh, you have a feel for the the building. You know, yeah. you know, you're around the players, you're around the coaches. It's like, mm-hmm. what is the feel for this week? Do you feel like they're prepared? Do you feel like they're overlooking them? I mean, do you no. have any, I don't any feel, feeling either way? I don't feel like they're overlooking them. I really don't. I, I think I think Great. that this team understands. You know, you've been. It. I mean, if if you put your hand on the stove. You don't do it again. I mean, like that's the thing. Like, and, and I and, and right, hopefully. I mean, but you learned. But you learned. And and I think you look at this team. Oh, this team's one and eight. They're, they're terrible. You know. Hey, week two, they whipped a, a team from New York at home, and they went on the road against a team that's struggling. They lost. Here they are, just last week, whipped a team at home from New York, going on the road against a team that's struggling. And you know, oh, if, wow. you yeah. if you don't, if you don't learn from your mistakes. Then you're going to be in the same boat, and I and I think this team has higher you know uh, aspirations than that. So I, I think they'll, they'll be focused and ready to go. All right, I hope you're right. All right. Enjoy your weekend. You too. Thank you. Let's go to break real quick here on Cowboy Storyline. Be right back with some more text line questions and more phone calls. Be right back. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable, and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper... 
is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back to Cowboys Storyline. All right, we got a few more minutes to roll here on Cowboys Storyline. Ryan from Michigan has been waiting on the line. We appreciate that. Ryan, what do you got? Uh, this isn't Ryan. This is not Ryan? No. This, this is, is Desmond. Desmond. I'm sorry. This is Desmond. Desmond. From Virginia. From Virginia. Not on my hey, list. Hey, hey. Apologize. What's up, man? Hey, hey, hey. First time. First time caller. First time caller, and we messed it up. Sorry about that. No. No worries. No worries. Desmond from Virginia. Hey, I, didn't, I just got a chance to buzz in today. I've been working today for a chance. Cool, uh, man. First but, time uh, caller. All right. Yeah, man. I don't know what the subject was for today. I didn't get a chance to listen yet. I'll listen back later on in the pod. We didn't, um, we didn't really have a subject. We just we just said let's just have some fun, talk about whatever you want. So you know you can talk, you can talk about your favorite movie, TV show, whatever, and we'll tie it into <laughs> we'll tie it into the Cowboys somehow. So gotcha, gotcha. Well, I got my list already. out. my favorite wrestler, the Ultimate Warrior. Okay, the Ultimate Warrior. Got a question and, for you uh, though. What what was his name before that? Uh, Steve. I'm not sure. Well, he <laughs> probably, yeah, that was his name. But he also went by when I, I actually was in, I was in this like gymnasium in Miami, Oklahoma, you know, the pot, you know, like seats like 800. And he was, and it was these, these two tag team wrestlers. One of them was a guy named Sting, and another was a guy named the Dingo Warrior. And, and the Dingo Warrior, the Dingo Warrior, and Sting. Wow. And uh, they but, not, but not Sting. Was he? Was he oh yeah. Sting or not Sting? Oh, it was Sting. Sting. Okay. Yeah. It was, okay. and his name was Steve. Steve Borden, by the way. Yeah, he was Steve. Yeah. Right? So Sting, and and you know they all start somewhere, but it's it's kind of cool. Like who are these guys? Yeah. Uh, well, they'll. Got you know, yeah. All right. What do you got, man? All right. What else? What else uh, is on your list? A, uh, I've been a Cowboys fan since the nineties. Uh, uh, when they were on their running their Super Bowl run around that time, um, or the, I think I was a Raiders fan as a child, but just because. Everybody was rocking Raiders starters jackets, and that's what you do. Um, and uh, I had a question for you and Derek. Um, I think I tried, to t- I tried to tweet it to you guys at one point. So is there, is, what's the likelihood of the Cowboys themselves doing a hard knock style show, um, either preseason or midseason, that, that's produced in-house? Is that a possibility or no? Well, we, we sort of did. Um and I'm embarrassed that I kind of I forgot what it was called because we they they actually have the last couple of years um, we we've done something like that but it's not it's not exactly hard knocks but we are we continue to explore things like that you're kind of at the mercy of of what you know your your coaching staff I mean everybody everybody thinks it's a good idea this is one of those. April and May things were like, yeah, let's do that. That'd be great. We could put a camera here. Right. We just want the fo- we just want the football content, yeah. Right, but yeah. but then once but yeah. then once you get there and you get to August and then your defensive line coach whoever is like, why is there a camera in my in my in, in the meeting room here? You know, we talked about this so with coach. Hard knock, with yeah. hard knocks, they kind of like. The, the owner said, "This is what you're doing, and deal with it." There you that go. You, you've got it figured out, Desmond. Yeah, you, yeah, and and it <laughs> happens, and and then everyone, no one's happy about it, you know. And but it, it's it's part of it, part of the game. So yeah, yeah. I, I just figured Jerry's all about you know more eyes on the team, and if he can have something that he's completely in control of, where yeah. hard knocks, they kind of have their own narratives that they like to push. 
Yeah. Um, whereas he, he would trust you guys to do what you got to do. Right. To, you know, make the content you guys want to want. But just a thought. Okay, no worries. That's all I have for today. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you for calling. First time. Appreciate right. that. And uh, uh, call us back for sure. All right, let's go to the next. Let's go to Ryan in Michigan now. Sorry about that. I, I jumped the gun there. Ryan in Michigan, what's up? Nick, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Real good. So I just called today to tell you a little my story of how I became a Cowboys fan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I guess growing up here in Michigan, I left early when I was five to Indiana. They didn't have a football team at that time. I'm I'm your age, so right. the same right. time frame there. And, uh, you know, Cowboys were just always on the TV back then. Before there was cable, it seemed like that was the one game that you could you could watch. And I think that's just more or less how it became me seeing them on TV and then mm-hmm. moving to a state without a professional team. And then from there, it's just always been Cowboys. So, yeah. So, but uh, anyway, my uh, favorite player, Emmett Smith, definitely. Okay. And, I, and I think some guy called in the other day and said that he might have been able to compare with Emmett Smith if he had hadn't got injured or something. Uh, and I don't know. No, I, I, I know I, I could I could if he was a procrastinator. If Emmett Smith was a procrastinator, I could right. definitely compare with him. So right. um sitting here at work talking to you for sure. That should You're at work right now? That. So Oh yeah. Yeah I got got cowboys all over two three big screens. I got you in the big middle one. <laughs> Boss has gone hunting. It's deer season around here. So, do you have a parrot yeah. in the background? Uh, I not in the background, but I do have. I did have one a week or so ago. But <laughs> funny you asked that. But well, it sounds like there's a bird back there. There's or something. I don't know. Or that or a squeaky chair. I don't know. One of the Sque- two. Squeaky chair. Hey, there you go. Good, yeah. good, good ear there. So yeah. And then uh, I wanted to throw a, a wrestler at you to see if you remember this guy. Um, his name was Tommy Wildfire Rich. Tommy Back Rich, in the early, blonde know, hair, early right? Days. Blonde hair. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, vaguely, yeah. Remember him, yeah. So uh, him and D- Ted DiBiase oh, yeah. became the became the million no, dollar man. Right, right, right. Yeah. So they 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 had a match early on uh, in I guess in his career where it was a uh, winner leaves wrestling forever. Okay. And so that's what happened. Tommy Wildfire Rich lost the match to Ted DiBiase and had to leave wrestling forever i guess in that sense it was little before wwe i think it was a lot of he just turner broadcast he just probably tbs he, he probably just left the territory and then went somewhere else with a different name you know or something like yeah. that yeah that's usually how that I, works i believe the story was he came back as mr r a masked mr r for a while and then Ted finally ripped his mask off one time a few matches later, and it was a new young kid that jumped into the scene or something. So, yeah, that was the last I seen of him. But cool. Remember him on TV as a young yeah. kid. Yep. So, I, re- yeah. I, re- I went to some matches with Ted DiBiase when his name was Ted. You know, he wasn't the million-dollar man, didn't have Virgil next to him and all that cool stuff. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, good. So, anyway, I'm repping Michigan here. I don't hear a lot of callers from Michigan, so hopefully there you go. Yep. up and get in there. Um, it's not my first time calling, but uh, second or third. So cool. All right. Hopefully we can keep it going. Thank Have you, Brian. Great one. Have a great day. Get some WD-40 on those chairs, either that or – I thought it was going to be a parrot. I thought that was going to be cool. They, they may start talking on the show. All right. Uh, Nick in Austin. What's up? Hey, buddy. How you doing? It's been a while. I know. I know. Good. Uh, <laughs> hard to get in now. <laughs> well, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so I, I I try to call it since that Eagles game. Real quick, I thought we played well enough to beat them. Officiating was horrible, as a lot of people have said. Uh, number two, uh, favorite player, DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus First thing I want to uh, ask you is um, when we draft this next year, uh, what position do you think we'll go in the first round, and do you think we'll lean more toward defense or offense? Uh, Second question, Hmm. uh, how how well do you think, because do you think the defense would, I mean, obviously they're really good this year, but we've been talking about linebacker, and I missing Demario and Overshone because guy he was, he just seems to really have a knack for the ball. Yeah. And and then uh, well number three. Go ahead. 
Well, I was just, I mean, it's so hard to tell about the draft. I mean, you know, you, you don't know where you're picking. Um, you know, it's a different player when you're picking in the middle from like 18, 19 to 28, 29. You know, it's mean, you, you're 32. You, know, you just don't, you just don't know where you, you're going to be picking. Um, but, but I would, I would imagine just, just look at, at positions that don't seem to be short up, like left tackle. You know, I mean, for, I'm talking about for the for the future, and may and maybe maybe Tyler Smith is the left tackle. But if that's the case, then then a guard, and you could take a guard in in, in the 20s. Uh, you could take a linebacker there. You could take a running back if you wanted to. You know, especially the way things are going now. I mean, you know, you got five years with a running back. I mean, I, you know, if there's one yeah. quality back there, I mean, I, I could see that happening. I could see, um, you know, a corner, um, you know, position. So. Yeah, I, I think you you got options there. I I would imagine corner, offensive line, and you know, of course, if a pass rusher is there that you like, you know, why not? Why not go go that route as well? Um, I guess he's not there anymore. Um, what, are you still there, Nick? Hello. Did you yeah, have, did, did you have another point? Yeah, I had one more quick question. Um, so. Crap, I've been waiting so long. A brave heart again. Oh, okay. So whenever, like, let's say in the third quarter, Dak goes out, Cooper comes in, right? Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, Cooper happens to get hurt. Can Trey Lance come in then? No. Does Dak have to go back in? Dak, Dak goes back in. Well, wait, okay, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Why did Dak go out in the first place? Because he was hurt? Well, you know, no, no, no. You know, it's like the last game. You know, oh, game we no. We were beating them real bad, and then, you know, yeah. goes in. And, I, I asked that question because I did not know the answer to that, and, and, and we figured that out. I, I asked a few people. The, the first two quarterbacks have to be medically ruled out. Out. Oh, good Lord. Okay. Ruled out. So, well, yeah. let's hope that never happens. Right, but but you know, but but if he say he's banged up, his his hand is kind of hurting, and they're up by twenty four points, and you're like, all right, he's out. Where he's hand injury out for the game. Cool. Okay, now Cooper comes in, and if Cooper something were to happen to him, knock on wood, whatever, then then Trey Lance could could come in the game. But if it's a blowout and they're just putting Cooper Rush in, and then he gets hurt, no, I, I they haven't ruled Dak out of the game, so I think Dak would have to go back in. That's if. Trey Lance was designated as your third quarterback. See, one of the things that they could do here later in the season, if they wanted to, is figure out with the roster and not have a third quarterback. Just don't just have them all three active. I mean, you 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 could. Oh, no, that's true. You could, but that means somebody else has to be inactive. So, all right, good stuff, Nick. Appreciate that. Um, first thing you mentioned was D Ware, and I was thinking because I, I I'm, we have. NFL Network also on, and, and their premiere. I guess tonight is when uh, Football Life on Demarcus Ware comes out. And when you think about things that happen to you post, you know, retirement, you know, as an NFL player, and there's you go to the Ring of Honor, you know, for for your team. Uh, you can obviously go to the Hall of Fame. Um, you can have documentaries done on you. I mean, is there is there ever been a player that's had more things happen in one year? And then, then Demarcus Ware. I mean, think about it. I mean, went in the Hall of Fame this year, went in the Ring of Honor. I'm sure Denver is about to do it, or if they haven't already, you know, they, they they're stealing him like like he's you know. I mean, they're like Michigan with signs when it comes to D Ware. I mean, like that's it. You know, take that player. Um, but uh, he, he got football life. We did a documentary on him as well. We did on the whole draft class, but it, but it, you know, in 2005. Uh, deep blue uh, class, but still, I mean, you know, he's had a lot of things happen this year, you know. So, um, uh, and, and and rightfully so, he's he's done great. All right, let's go with uh, Jake in North Carolina. Jake, I think you're gonna be our last caller. Are you going to the game? I am going to the game. I'm stoked. Nice. All right. Yeah, long time listener, big big fan of you guys, big fan of Nick. Um, Appreciate uh, it. Excited, man. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. You got good seats. Not that it matters, but if- actually, I do, man. I do like fifty yard line, the Cowboys side, like second row. I'm, I'm gonna be there, man. All right, great. Well, yell at us. We'll be down there. We'll be yeah, done. Hey, yeah. Hey, uh, shout out to you and um, bring back you know Dave and and Broadus and Derek for a show. That'd be great. No, oh, all right. Yep, yeah, that was a, that was a fun that was a fun time for sure. Um, hey, one thing that make um, Parsons happy if he gets upset again, put him on the goal line, let him run in a touchdown. That would definitely do the trick. 
Okay, you're you're right about that. I mean, if you're like, hey, sorry, I know we just haven't you know got any sacks today, but would you like to, would you like to get the football? Can we need some. I sh- bet he'd have a sack on his next defensive play. He, I bet he, yeah, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. He he'd be like, oh, hold on, hold on. If that means I get the ball, yeah, I'll do what I need to do. You know, yeah, that would definitely he would he would feel good about that. Um, and I bet he would have some success. You know, could you imagine yeah. if they said, Micah? We're putting you on offense, and he's like, he's it like, be yes, up. he's like, yes. And then they said, no. On the one yard line, just give him the ball. Yeah, no, no, no. So see, they would put him in, and then he would be the guy. We want you to push Dak in the back. He'd be like, no, no, no. Give me <laughs> no. the rock. No. So, That's anyways. Right. That's right. All right. Awesome, man. I'm first time calling. Love you guys, man. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. You stole that in there. Just first time caller, Jake. Boom. And I'll, yeah, maybe we'll see you at the game Sunday. Um, be a lot of cowboy fans there, but sounds like got great seats, man. Second row behind the bench, um, pretty awesome. All right, thank you for the call. Thanks, sir. Um, all right, it's been a good show. We got twelve callers. Uh, Texas was the winner of the states, but uh, good stuff. Actually, two there from North Carolina, so they uh, creeping in at the end. But um, good stuff always. Uh, you guys were great all week long. Uh, stay with us now. Now, Chris Beam, I think. Chris, are you? I mean, you get to hear him sometimes, but I think you're going to get to see him here. Stay with us here on Dallas Cowboys Radio because coming up at 11 o'clock here, we've got the break. And I believe in the second or third segment, we're going to Chris Beam's going to be joining here in studio. They're going to be playing a little game. Uh, they like to play games on Friday. Patrick Walker's not, he's in North Carolina right now. Uh, so Chris Beam's going to come play. A game with Broadus and Derek and Amber, and uh, to be a lot of fun. So make sure and listen to that. All right, everyone, it was been it's been great. So for Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you on Monday on Cowboy Storyline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?